0: Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain
1: weird. I'm Yo host Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today, we played Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time is a misunderstood martial arts motion picture masterpiece from 1993, featuring four brave turtles on an adventure okay. through time. The turtles travel back to 17th century Japan to train as samurai, and oh. wait a second, wait a second, Dan's handing me a piece of paper. Turtles, <laughs> turtles in Time is apparently a beat-em-up game in arcades and on the Super Nintendo entertainment system. <laughs>
0: We've been doing the solo episodes uh, lately with Donkey Kong Country and whatnot. Did you accidentally watch the movie instead of play the game today?
1: No. See, this is the thing. (laughs) For my, like, entire life, I have thought that the third Ninja Turtles movie was called Turtles in Time. Yeah. It's not. No? It's, like, kind of in the tagline, but it's not, like, the official name. It's just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. (sighs) turtles (laughs) see this is the thing this is the thing i somehow did not ever play this game until today yeah so this is an interesting one for me and i just had the like the picture of the movie in my head of like they go back and they're samurais and, and this is nothing like that this is a completely different story and it actually came out before that movie
0: now see jordan uh before you told me that earlier today it, when you told me that, I had the thought, like, I didn't think it was possible for me to respect you any less. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that was that was not true. Um, oh, that hurts. <laughs> uh, f-
1: episode 50, Jordan. We've been doing this for two years now. I know. And so it, it only makes sense to bring it back to where it all began. Yeah. Somehow
0: we've had this relationship... For two years where I just am disappointed in you
1: every two weeks somehow or another. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> this is this is not what I expected. I thought we were going to come on and talk about a video game and have a good time. But instead, this is an intervention, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's a whole therapy session where we actually just air our grievances. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> Happy two years, everybody. <laughs> yeah, two years. See, this is the thing. Dan, you're a, a big Ninja Turtles fan. Yes. Right? And yeah. I, I like the Ninja Turtles. I am just like been slowly immersing myself into Ninja Turtle culture yeah. over the last two years as we've now covered four of these games uh-huh. and I'm just uh, you know I for a long time if you go back and listen to those episodes I wasn't fully sold on the fact of the Ninja Turtles being good guys yeah they're kind of these creepy monsters who live in the sewer and they come out and they beat up teenagers right no. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's the impression that I had from the movies and and from some of the earlier video games and now we're sitting here today playing Turtles in Time and I realized like there was nothing really in this game that made me think that they were the bad guys. So, I think that it, after 2 years and um, no. you know all of this brainwashing that I'm finally beginning to see what you see in these <laughs> disgusting humanoid reptiles.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. I guess we should have just started with Turtles
1: in Time. Then you could have just known the whole time. I guess. I, I think I like to think that you had this whole thing planned out all along that we would start in episode one with Hyperstone Heist, which is like the like the shadow um evil twin of Turtles in Time. Like yeah. they have a lot in common, but they mm-hmm. also have a lot of differences. And now here in episode fifty, two years later we're coming back to examine it from the other side of the coin. You know, all the Genesis kids, they only ever played Hyperstone Heist, and all the Super Nintendo kids only ever played Turtles in Time. And even though I was a Super Nintendo kid, I never played either of them. I don't even think the Genesis kids played Hyperstone Heist. No? I still feel like that game is underrated. Well, we're going to have lots of opportunities to talk about it, because they're very similar, and they're they're built off of the same concept, but they definitely diverge in some different ways.
0: Uh, We also played uh, the arcade version of Turtles in Time on the Arcade 1-Up cabinet today. So we will be touching on both versions as we did with uh, the original Ninja Turtles arcade game. Yes. So
1: So it'll be a similar thing. We'll look at um, what did the arcade version do well, what it didn't do so well, and then look at the Super Nintendo version. And they'll have a lot of things in common, so we'll touch on those common things as well.
0: All right, Jordan, do you want to jump into what the arcade version did well?
1: Yeah, let's start there. I think the most important thing that stands out to me of what the arcade version does well is that it takes everything that you loved from the first game, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, and it just does everything better. It looks better. It sounds better. The animation is better but I think the story is better. It just, uh, It definitely is an upgraded version of that first game.
0: That is so interesting because I almost feel the exact opposite. Whoa, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, actually one of the points that I have about what the arcade game doesn't do well, not to jump the gun too much. No, it's okay. Was that it doesn't quite feel as classic or memorable as the original arcade game to me for some reason. Wow. Um do you agree that this one looks a lot better? Uh it's, they I don't it's been a, a couple of weeks since I played the original arcade game, but I don't think like, oh man, this game looks staggeringly better than the original arcade game.
1: Wow. Wow. I guess uh I don't know, man. I I just feel like the The animation in this game is much more, like, cartoony and, like, lifelike. I was saying, like, if anybody has seen the trailers for the new Battletoads game, where it's just, like, way over-the-top animation, like, very cartoony. And I feel like they drew a lot from Turtles in Time, the arcade graphics. It just has, like, a much more cartoony flair to it. Mm. And I liked that. I thought that it was a, a big upgrade. But I can see how you might like the other one better.
0: Yeah. I mean, this game, um, they're both good. This game just, it's, I feel like it's a lot faster paced and it's almost like, uh, there's, there's almost the animations in the original arcade game, I think are a little bit slower or they, they, the back attacks are maybe more frequent or something where I feel like that game just leaves a better, uh, impression on me for some reason
1: interesting yeah i
0: don't know i don't know we'll have to we'll have to unpack that a little bit as we go but i'm uh i was i was left from the arcade version going i want to like this more than i think i do
1: interesting all right well let let, let me which is hard
0: for me because i'm such a a diehard ninja turtles video game fan yeah so let's hear what do you what did you like about this game uh i liked the music Yes. Uh the music's good. It's uh it's the arcade version music of the Super
1: Nintendo soundtrack. Man. So Konami is just so good. The best. So good. I mean, you take like just already the top level of Chip Tune mm-hmm. and then they just they throw in like the speed metal. Like <laughs> there is just like shredding guitars through this entire soundtrack or like, you know, the the chiptune version. I'm sure it was some sort of synthesizer, but it yeah. just Man, it's so good. Mm-hmm. They they were mm-hmm. the best, and it still holds up today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again,
0: we've said it in the past. Like, I don't, I can't name a Konami game with bad music in it. Yeah, me neither. But mostly because I just don't have a, a deep well of video game <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> oh man, uh, the next thing that I have that the game did well is the animations and the graphics. Well, there we go. So, I mean, I'm not saying that they're bad. But uh it definitely looks like a a top level like Ninja Turtle pixel art game.
1: Yeah. I man, I really liked the the animation. I really liked the the sprites on all of the bad guys. I thought they just, I thought they did a really good job with it.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I idled as Michelangelo, he laid down and started slapping his knee laughing. Yeah. There, there was you didn't quite do that. You were Donatello
1: yeah, I don't know if Donatello is just like more, he's got like a stick up his butt. Like literally he's <laughs> got a stick on his back, I guess. But he, yeah, my guy just stood there. I, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have a cool idle animation or maybe I didn't do the right thing to trigger it or something. Yeah,
0: that's one of these things that these games, Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist, the animation and graphics are, are just are fantastic.
1: And uh, yeah, there, I mean, we can talk more about this when we get to the Super Nintendo version, but there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of similarities between the two. They, yeah. They stole a lot of sprites out of this game for Hyperstone Heist. Yeah. Something that stood out to me and just had, like, an extra level of polish was the voice acting in this game. (laughs) And they had a lot of lines in there, like, you know, you get burned and they'll say something. You get frozen, they'll say something. You fall in a hole. And it's, like, there was, I think, only, like, two times in the entire game when you can get frozen. And they had a line for that. And I was just impressed at not only the quality of the voice acting and it sounded like the Ninja Turtles, but also the quantity of lines they recorded for this game.
0: Yeah. Was, uh, was all that dialogue in both versions? Cause I don't remember hearing a whole lot of Ninja Turtle dialogue in the arcade version. I remember hearing a lot in the Super
1: Nintendo version. In the Super Nintendo version, the only dialogue was like the pizza when you picked up pizza. No. Oh dude, there was way less in the Super Nintendo version. Uh, that's not right, Jordan. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we'll get there. I've got it on my list. I've got it on my list. Oh, but I'm just going to eviscerate you, Jordan. I guess, man. I, I'm over here like being like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like Dan likes Ninja Turtles and I enjoyed this game. So I'm going to say some nice things about it. And I'd come out and say stuff and he's like, no, listen, Jordan, this game sucks. I told you, it's all, about air, it's all about air and grievances.
0: Two years of pent up rage of your nonsense, Jordan. Oh. So you say something positive, I got to say something negative. All right. I see how it's going to be. I see how it's going to be.
1: It's just to spite you. I think the Ninja Turtles are cool. I mean... <laughs> see? I knew it. I knew They're not you as cool gonna... as the Battletoads. <laughs> That's just verifiably wrong. That is just so wrong. <laughs> uh, the Battletoads are like the store brand knockoff of the Ninja
0: Turtles. Uh, well, the Ninja Turtles can't turn their limbs into giant destruction
1: devices. They shouldn't. They just, they shouldn't. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, one thing that I thought was really good about this game, I thought it was the perfect length. Now, for an arcade yeah. game, you don't want it to be too long. Right. But, you know, if you're going to buy, like, if say you're interested in the arcade one-up machine, you're not going to want to buy a, a whole arcade cabinet with two games on it if the game is only, like, 20 minutes long. We spent about 40, 45 minutes on this game. Mm-hmm. It was a good amount. You know, you're standing up, you're playing, especially if this was in, like, a old-school arcade and you're feeding quarters mm-hmm. into it. You're not going to want to do that for, like, plus hours so i thought that the time on the arcade game was perfect right around 40 minutes
0: yeah it's it's funny you're like you're not gonna want to buy an arcade one-up cabinet for a game that's 20 minutes long but 40 minutes
1: long <laughs> it's that you get eighty minutes spot. of gameplay out of it. it's that <laughs> see that's the thing and i'm the sucker that's like give me this now i know yeah you are all over it this is the thing it's not like a game like pac-man or galaga or donkey hmm. kong where you're like you're playing the same boards over and over, but you're trying to chase the high score. If you are buying this game to chase high scores. um, you're dumb it's it's not a good game for that like you know you get one point for each bad guy you kill so you don't you know you're playing it for the fun of seeing the different levels and fighting the different bad guys and like you want to play this game through and complete the whole story you're not gonna want to do that if it's a two hour long game at 40 minutes you can have a friend over you can play through you know then go get some pizza and you're gonna be like that was a good night
0: yeah absolutely uh this game for i've been a fan of it for basically my whole life these Ninja Turtle arcade games and it's like yeah it's 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 only 40 minutes but I love coming back to it a few times a year yeah and it's just it's perfect for that it's it's not the kind of game where you're like oh I'm gonna get really skilled at this and it's gonna be a lot of fun. it's like a good time with your friends for 45 minutes and I think that's really it's it's strong suit
1: yeah I mean there definitely is um, some level of skill involved like especially in the arcade version it, it's it's difficult you need to understand um how each bad guy attacks and you need to try to like move around and you know there definitely takes away the aspect of um you know there's no monetary risk it's not like when you're a kid and your parents give you a dollar and now you've got four quarters and you're going to try to make it last as po- long as you can yeah like we have the button you can just hit another thing right but there still is like when you play beat up games a lot, I think the people who don't play beat up games think it's like, Oh, I'm just going to keep hitting kick and I'll jump a few times and then I'll kick some more. But like, there really is like that. Um, you know, like understanding the timing and like moving in and trying to time your attacks and memorize patterns and understand the bad guys. And like, you can be good at a beat up game.
0: Yeah. It's, it's more of a dance. Yeah. That's a great way yeah. to put it.
1: Yeah. Instead of a brute force thing. It's- um, It kind of reminds me of, like, boxing. Like, understanding, like, when to move in and when to pull away, especially in boss fights. It's all about timing.
0: Uh, On the the sort of skill, uh, quote-unquote, that you have with this game, uh, one of the points that I have is that the super moves don't hurt you. I'm pretty sure. Like, 98% (laughs) sure. Cause, well, you're like, there's some skill involved, but there's like 18 enemies on screen at all times, so it's kind of hard to like have a whole lot of skill because they're like determined to get your money. Um, but so the super moves are are helpful, but they don't they don't hurt you, which is is a nice refreshing change of pace in a game that originally costed
1: quarters for lives. I get that. I understand in the the console version making the super move hurt you. Because, yeah. like, what are you risking? You know, you're risking mm-hmm. uh, one of your life. You got a whole bunch of lives. You got a whole bunch of continues. It's not a big deal. So you need to have that, like, downside. But in the arcade game, if you make it take away a quarter of somebody's life every time they do a super move, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, uh, that just seems like you're ripping people off. Right. So it was kind of nice to see that it seemed like it worked differently in the arcade version than it did on the console version.
0: Yeah. And on that point, we, I guess we could probably say we – I used 36 lives to get through this game and I used 37 yeah so uh not I mean what would that have been uh eight eight nine dollars to to play through Ninja Turtles
1: uh don't make me do math that would be nine dollars for you and nine dollars and a quarter for me which if you think about it like if we went down to Pinball Pete's which is an arcade near us and I had a $10 bill, turned it into quarters, and we played all the way through Turtles in Time. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Man, games used to be expensive. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. You can't hardly find any arcade machines that take a quarter anymore. Now right. it's like, yeah. even old school games, I, I went to an arcade and they were charging 50 cents for Galaga. And I'm like, that's wrong. That should, that should, be, <laughs> that should be illegal. Wow. Yeah. I'd, that's insane. It feels bad.
0: Uh, the last point that I have on what the game did well is it's four players. Yeah, I just I like that.
1: Yes, we always say that a beat 'em up game is more fun with a friend, and what's better than one friend? Three friends. <laughs> now, to be fair, you might have a difficult time getting four grown adults around an arcade one-up machine. <laughs> you know, we did play the That's two characters. So true. We played characters right next to each other, the two in the middle, just because I yeah. wanted uh, Stick Guy. Stick Guy, what's his name? Donatello <laughs> <laughs> is that his name I'm not gonna rescue you on this Jordan you Dude, just I don't know. want you to rescue me I want you to help me love the Ninja Turtles I think his name is Donatello <laughs> stick guy anyway I wanted to be him and so we did play right next to each other and it's fine you could fit four people in there but I mean
0: yeah and the two of us grown adults were like bumping hands occasionally yes next to each other so it's like it's it's a it's a tight fit
1: yeah and it's it's even more dicey in covid time you know you got to get real up close to your friends yeah right it's okay uh do you have anything else that you thought the arcade game did well no i think that's all for now
0: all right uh what do you
1: got for 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 what the game doesn't do so well all right, now, you might think this is nitpicky, but it's kind of a big deal to me. This game is called Turtles in Time, the whole theme of oh, the game. Oh, we go. No, this is legit. This is legit. The whole theme of the game is time travel, but it takes like three levels before you even get to a time travel part. And then when you do, I was a little bit disappointed with the execution. I would have liked <laughs> to see... You know, you go back to a prehistoric level. The first one, it's a dinosaur level. The second one is um, you're on like a pirate ship. And the third one, you're on like um, an old-timey cowboy train out west. Okay? I liked the three um, past levels that they chose. Then there's a couple future levels. I liked what they chose. But you go and you're just fighting more Foot Clan guys. And then, yeah, there's a few dinosaurs in there. And yeah, there's a pirate ship way in the background that'll shoot a cannonball at you every now and then. Uh, and then I don't even think they bothered trying to... There, they, there were some horses in the train level. But it's like, mm-hmm. man, we've been fighting foot guys for four Ninja Turtles beat 'em up games now. <laughs> like... Maybe just have us fight some dinosaurs. Maybe just have us fight some pirates, you know? Like why did why did it have to be more Foot Clan guys? Why were there even Foot Clan guys in? Like if if Shredder has the ability to banish you back in time, why does he even bother sending Foot Clan guys and bosses who will then teleport you back to the future when you defeat them? That doesn't make any sense. Just leave us in prehistoric times. Uh he also you fight some rock soldiers. Yeah, but those are, like, classic Ninja Turtles bad guys.
0: Yeah, but, um, okay. Well, you were complaining about the foot.
1: Okay, well, you know what I mean. You're fighting the same Shredder bad guys. It's his bad guys.
0: You got dinosaurs trying to drop rock bombs on you.
1: You do, but, like, there's, like, maybe, I don't know, 20 dinosaurs, and there's 5 million foot soldiers, and you're in a dinosaur level.
0: You got everybody's favorite classic
1: Ninja Turtles villain, Cement Man. Cement Man, yeah, um, who really was just a big pile of mud. (laughs) So I don't
0: know if this guy exists
1: outside of the arcade version of this game. It's like we really need a bad guy for the prehistoric level. Uh, Don't you think it'd be a good idea to have him fight like, I don't know, a T-Rex? Nah, what if it was just a pile of mud and we called him (laughs) Cement Man? (laughs) I don't understand Cement Man. I don't either. I
0: I just don't
1: why yeah it was why? very strange anyway so that that's my main gripe with it is that they just they had this really cool idea with turtles in time and then they didn't fully lean into it yeah yeah uh
0: another thing that i have that you kind of touched on earlier i think it's what the game doesn't do so well terrible jokes
1: terrible jokes tell terrible me, terrible tell jokes
0: more. such as Getting burned and saying, I forgot to put on sunscreen or whatever they say. Yeah. So I guess you were right. There is a dialogue. This is where it was. It wasn't. So there is dialogue in both, but they make jokes in the arcade game and it's more like Pristar Tarrasaurus in the Super Nintendo version.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. They do have a little voice acting at the beginning of each level, but I just mean the Turtles don't quip as much as they do in the arcade version. There's cowabunga at the end of levels, right? Yeah, but that's every Um, Turtles game. Well, I don't know. My
0: toe, my toe.
1: Yeah, you didn't have my toe, my toe in the Super Nintendo version. I don't even remember
0: right the second. I feel like you did, but I don't think so. It's, it's all running together in my brain. It was, but it was anyways, a whole
1: 30 minutes ago that we played this game. You'd think that our memories would be better. The jokes are lame. The jokes are lame? I I don't really have a problem with that. I'm a big, <laughs> big fan of terrible jokes, so I, I can't agree with you on that one. Ain't that the truth? Um, what the game does poorly. I kind of already mentioned this before, but... The point system is not great for an arcade game. Now, hear me out on this. I know that you're like, it's a beat-em-up game. Who cares about points? I care, Dan. Every time we play a beat-em-up game, I want to beat you in points. And (laughs) I was actually doing pretty good. We were, you know, we weren't too far apart in the arcade Uh... version. But the point system is just terrible. You get one point for every bad guy that you kill, including, like, really tough bad guys, including bosses. All they had to do to make this better was your basic foot soldier gives you one point. I don't know. The guy with the sword gives you two point. The guy who's throwing the daggers gives you three points. The rock monster guys give you five. A boss gives you 20. I don't know. Make it like me have some incentive to want to actually fight the bad guys instead of trying to go and farm a bunch of foot soldiers while you handle the bad guys like the big bad guys. Mm. It just like they could have. And then you also have a leaderboard. It's an arcade game. So you have the high score thing where people put their initials in. But if you play this game solo and you kill every bad guy, there's, like, a finite number of max points you can get because there's not really any, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room there.
0: Yeah, the, the points feel, like, super arbitrary
1: to me. Like, they just, why are they even here? It's an arcade game. You have to have a high they, score thing so you can <clears throat> go the next day and you can see, there's my name, there's my initials right there underneath the guy who used his initials to write in a swear word. The uh, the points feel pointless. Yes, I agree. But I want them to matter, Dan, because everything has to be a competition. I don't care about beating Shredder. I don't care about beating Shredder for the 18th time. I care about beating you. And what did you get for your trouble? Uh, I lost. Utterly annihilated. No, 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 no. In the arcade version, it was pretty close. (laughs) Pretty close. That's all I'll say. Uh... Speaking of the bosses and Big Bad Guys. In the arcade version, the bosses really felt like damage sinks. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I felt like you just sounds are... Sounds right. You're just beating them like over and over and over again and it takes forever to take their health down and they don't really have discernible patterns. I'm thinking of like we talked about in the last episode how I kind of liked the bosses in Donkey Kong because they had discernible patterns and you knew exactly what you had to do. You had to jump on his head four times. Every boss. doesn't matter. And then you get to this one and it's like there aren't always discernible patterns. They uh, they they have a tendency to kind of like be unfair. Where like when you hit them, they like instantly lash out and they hit you and you don't really have a way to get away. You can tell that this was just kind of a money grab. They're going to make the bosses extra hard, give them big health bars just to suck up some more quarters.
0: Yeah, I almost feel like, so I, I mentioned earlier, like it doesn't feel as classic or as memorable as the original Turtles arcade game. And I feel like, the bosses uh, are somehow like I felt like I was my brain was checking out more than normal with a beat 'em up when we were playing this game. It was it was just kind of like I was going through the motions and I wasn't really that engaged in the game as a whole.
1: I wonder if that's because you've played it so many times. That's this was my well, first time. Well, not the time. arcade version. Oh, that's a good. I'm, point. I'm talking specifically about the arcade
0: version, not the Super Nintendo version, because the Super Nintendo version was the the complete opposite. But I was like, I was really struggling with that with the arcade game. Cause I'm like, man, I know I really love the original arcade game, but for some reason this one, and I don't think the arcade version of turtles in time is as well loved or has the same sort of legacy. I mean, I just get that feeling. I mean, I couldn't, I don't have anything to base that on, but I feel like people don't gush about turtles in time arcade in the same way as they gush about the original.
1: I mean, please let us know if I'm just completely off base on that. But, I think part of that is you know people had the Super Nintendo version at their home; they could play it all they want, and the arcade version was something that you had to spend money on and convince your parents to take you to the arcade or to give you money when you went to the arcade.
0: I mean, not necessarily, because like I like, I don't know. The first arcade game, I feel I don't, I don't feel the same way as I do about Turtles in Time home port arcade kind of stuff. I feel like both versions of the original arcade game have their own merits. And I just, I'm not saying like, as far as like the home ports of the original arcade game versus Turtles in Time, Turtles in Time is a way better home port. I agree. But there's just something about this, this particular arcade version that I can't really wrap my head around, but I was just like, I was disengaged a little bit with it for some reason. Interesting. Do you have anything else that stands out to you with this one little tiny nitpicky thing, which is, like, really dumb, but the
1: game kills you for being idle. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, if you left a quarter in there and you were on, like, the beginning of a level where nobody is there yet and you just, like, needed to turn around and do something or talk to somebody or whatever, if you leave the game sitting for, like, 10, 15 seconds, um, the little rat guy, what's his name? Not, I'm not saving Come you, here, Jordan. On. His name is not shredder his name is splinter splinter comes out and he, he keeps running faster and faster across the screen until he's like hurry 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 and then if you don't move they just drop a bomb and kill you and it's basically yeah. like um hey we don't want anybody just like leaving a quarter in the game and then having to like leave because their mom said it's time to go it's and ridiculous then some other kid to come by five minutes later and be like oh free credit yeah it's just another one of those things that was in there like just to suck up quarters And as a kid who was often, like, we would go... My brothers all played soccer. And so we'd go to, like, the indoor soccer place um, every week. And they had a little arcade in there. And I would... um I didn't want to watch their soccer games because that was boring. Um, <laughs> so I'll go to the arcade and, you know, my parents might give me a dollar or whatever to go play a few games. But then you run out like a soccer game's long. And I yeah. would go looking under the machines and feeling in the, the coin return slots. And every now and then you'd find a quarter. But even better than that, every now and then you'd find somebody who had to leave and their game was still on. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen with this because those jerks. Or really every now and then the you'd have that parent that
0: just gave their kid like... I don't know, $100 of tokens and just spilled it on the the cabinet. was like, all right, you guys can play. And was like paid for everybody.
1: Dude, that sounds amazing. I never never encountered that, but that sounds incredible. I
0: feel like maybe it happened. I can think of one distinct time, but I feel like maybe twice that happened. And it was like amazing because I just got to play all the way through the Simpsons arcade game. Or it might have been X-Men. One of those, you know, one of my faves. Nice. You know, one of the good ones. Right. Two
1: great beat-em-ups that we have not covered on this yeah. show. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, how are you going to... I Well, the show's about collecting games, Jordan. That's right. You can't really collect either one of those unless you count the Xbox 360 version. That's fair.
1: That's <laughs> that fair. Have. All right, I have one last thing. Okay. One last thing, and um, it was the sad realization that 2020 is only going to get worse. (laughs) So we mentioned that there are two future time travel levels and one of those future time travel levels is 2020. And, uh, you know, the world is infested by foot soldiers and a gigantic flying krang with lasers who is destroying everything. And I'm just kind of worried about what the second (laughs) half of this year holds for us because the first half was not great, but at least it didn't involve a 40 foot tall flying monster being controlled by a brain in its stomach
0: you got uh you got hoverboards
1: That's hoverboards fun. will be cool i'm excited to see um which company puts out hoverboards in the next few months but <laughs> i feel like the the downsides are gonna make the hoverboards not so fun <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with hoverboards yeah move on to the super nintendo version of this game all right what do you got for me the thing that i really liked about the super nintendo version is that the bosses were way more fair and way more fun yeah where i said in the arcade version they felt like just giant pointless damage sinks uh-huh. uh, the bosses every single boss except for maybe one and a half in the super nintendo version were actually like fairly easy they had a discernible pattern like they were actually had different programming in this game than in the arcade version um they didn't just kind of like randomly do things they moved in discernible patterns and they were much easier to kill
0: yeah i have a couple of a couple points
1: let's hear uh, on that uh
0: the one w- which is basically in line with exactly what you're saying is i said most of the bosses aren't too bad yeah um but to further clarify i have that the gameplay in this uh this port feels a bit slower and more controlled you're throwing guys, you're you're slamming them on the floor. You just feel, whereas the arcade version feels kind of fast and glidy, and you're just kind of like mashing buttons. It feels like you're a lot more in control and there's a lot more strategy here than you had in the arcade version.
1: I agree. I felt like that right off the bat that I had more control. I don't know if it's like the D-pad and just being more comfortable with that over a joystick, Or what, but you're right. It definitely felt easier to pull off like the jump kicks and to have more control over your character. So I would agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, and in in fact, where the arcade version, just part of the reason I think I checked out is just because it's like, there isn't, I didn't feel like there's a whole lot of strategy to that. Whereas with this game, this port, I'm like, you can hit a guy once and he'll bend over and then you walk over and you can choose to slam him or throw him into the front of the screen based on which direction you're holding on the controller. Yeah. And so I felt like uh, I was being more tactical, especially when you started you know, talking about points, and I was oh, like, all right, if you want to go with points, I'm going to show you how to get more points,
1: Jordan. And then I, I just completely eviscerated you. I'm pretty sure it was, it was very close in both lives and points. I, I, don't, I don't recall there being a big difference.
0: Uh, well, that's because you used, what, two continues, and I didn't use any? and i had like 700 points which was probably probably well over 200 more points than you had
1: uh, I, I, I just, would I would say just, eviscerate is probably the right word. There's just not any record and I, <laughs> I just I don't feel comfortable oh, I, I don't feel comfortable going on record without really having any any visual proof. Now if
0: only we had video footage of our entire playthrough and we could really just go back through and look and do the math. Oh yeah, you recorded all that,
1: didn't you? <laughs> Never mind. Dan kicked my butt. He kicked my butt fair and square. But speaking about that, I think one of the things that made this game feel better is that you have a lot of options in this game. And one of those options is to play, we played the game on normal mode. yeah, And I have a feeling that hard mode would be much more similar to the arcade version. You, there was less guys on the screen, which made it more manageable to be tactical and to, you know, definitely being able to um, choose if you're going to throw a guy or slam him helps a lot because you can use the slamming the guy as an offensive mm-hmm. thing. And so that definitely helps you. But just having less guys on the screen made it way easier to like be more tactical and to do that dance that like bobbing and yeah. weaving and and knowing when to attack guys and when to retreat. And so it did feel better, and I think part of it was having those options to use, um, you know, um, go to normal mode instead of hard mode. And that wasn't the only option that was good. You have the option to choose more lives, more continues, which we didn't really need. I said to you at one point, I was like, how much, like, how terrible would you have to be at this game to need all the continues? Now, I did need two, but I think you can have up to, like, seven or something. And, Uh, oh, go ahead. So you have,
0: you can set the lives, per continue up to seven yeah and then easy mode gives you three continues normal mode gives you four hard mode gives you five gotcha okay so on hard mode you would in theory have 35 lives and i think the continues might be shared between the players i could be wrong um but yeah you would get 35
1: lives to beat hard mode okay that'd make more sense if they were shared between us yeah I would have used them all, and you would not have used any of them. <laughs> Another great option that the arcade mode did not have was being able to choose the color palettes of mm-hmm. the turtles. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, I, I want to say, in honor of you, Jordan, complaining about my 4,000 points, I have a section of my notes but
1: you had like called
0: options, and then I've filed all of the good points of the options oh, under one oh, oh. single Section of my notes, so I've I've tried to eliminate some of my four thousand points. I like it Hit into me. one area, and a lot of it is what you're saying already. Yeah, I have the options. You're starting to touch on the comic slash animation color. Yeah, the the comic palette makes the turtles all shades of green and brown. Yeah, um, I think the animation they're all just green,
1: which makes it kind of harder to tell who's who.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the options to obviously change the difficulty, which affects the number of continues that you have in the lives. And then I have the the running. You can set it to automatically run or to manually run when you double tap yeah. forward.
1: And we, both have their merits.
0: Yeah. We played the game on auto run, but I think afterwards we tested, I tested a little bit of uh, manual running and I think we would have liked that
1: better. I think so too. It's it's your more typical Beat him up running where you double tap a direction to run that way.
0: Yeah, there are enemies in this game that block unless you're like sprinting at them and shoulder charging or if you hit them from behind. And so it, it takes, I don't know, literally a second or a second and a half of you holding walk to, to get your guy to run. So it's kind of hard to hit those guys when you have to sprint at them. So it would have been easier on manual run. But yeah, overall, the options in this game are great. Um, I love it. We beat it, you know, with it was manageable again. Just yeah. like Hyperson Heist was when we played it. And um, there's a great sound test for the wonderful soundtrack. Get just, you know what I'm saying? It's in the it's in the options menu. Sure. I guess it's you like know, having you can the soundtrack. listen to Pizza Power while your friend takes notes for five minutes straight on loop.
1: Well. Why wouldn't you want to do that? I got to take notes, Dan. That's how I know what to say in the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of the podcast... <laughs> Just kidding. Speaking of what this game does well, um, and I think this is a really important one, Dan, is that the dino level was a significant improvement in the Super Nintendo version. (laughs) You want to know why? Because the first, I don't know, three screens of bad guys are all dinosaurs. And then you finally, (laughs) on like the third or fourth screen, get a foot soldier. It's like, oh, I actually feel like I'm in a prehistoric world instead of landing in a jungle. And boom, 50 foot soldiers. (laughs) <laughs> so, on the first two screens. Also, no cement man. No cement man. Mm-hmm. They put in slash who's like a kind of prehistoric looking turtle. It was way more thematically appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So, everything in the dino level much better on the Super Nintendo version.
0: Yeah. Um kind well, I don't know if we're we're, we're here yet, but I feel like I have a little bit of a Jordan point with with the uh, the themes of the game, story, points oh i'm excited of maybe what this game does well according
1: to jordan don't Uh, say according to jordan (laughs) you're allowed to own your own ridiculous thought everybody should have ridiculous thoughts they shouldn't be just relegated to only me
0: all right so in the arcade version of this game a hologram of shredder shows up and he's like you're going back in time
1: see ya it's like well that's some very strong technology you have there shredder yeah it is um it's amazing that he manages to send the turtles back in time without any hyperstones. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, where in the hyperstone heist version, like at least he's got these magical infinity infinity stones that you know theoretically give him the power to shrink yeah. turtles and mm-hmm. send people back in time. Yeah. And but like, w- there is nothing in this game. Like, you mm-hmm. have this, in what the mm-hmm. game does well? No, well, I'm not there yet. Okay, I was gonna say I have this, got- in what the game I'm does saying, poorly in the
0: arcade game, he shows up as a hologram and banishes you. Yeah. However. In the Super Nintendo version, he jumps through some kind of screen, and then you get banished at time, back in time. So I'm going, oh, so you're in the Technodrome. Yeah. And if he just jumped to Dimension X, it feels a little bit more Ooh. possible to be banished back in time if the turtles are inside the Technodrome. Maybe he's got a a, a, a Switch. Or
1: some kind of... A Nintendo Switch. He's one of the (laughs) 7.5 billion people on Earth who have bought a Nintendo Switch. I just walked into that. Even Shredder has Uh, one. (laughs)
0: Um, So one of the things I have that the game does well is that it feels a little bit more possible... For Shredder to banish the Technodrome back in time, than to show up as a hologram and banish the Turtles
1: back in time. See, I kind of like that because I agree that was something that I had, and what, what it did poorly is like I don't understand how is he doing all this without mm-hmm. the Hyperstones. Mm-hmm. I don't have any clue what what um, <laughs> what do you call it? Generation X. What did what did you say? Project X. What's it called? Dimension X. I don't. <laughs> you just confused me by saying Generation X. I was I like, don't...
0: Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know anything about the Ninja Turtles other than um, that the third movie was awesome when I was a kid. And it has really bad reviews, so I don't understand why I liked that one the best. Uh, I need to go back and rewatch them. Maybe. Maybe not. But um, Dimension X, it sounds like a place where time travel is possible. (laughs) It sounds kind of like the negative zone in, in Marvel, which is like, shoot, we need... Um, to have something wacky happen but we don't have a good way to explain it well it came from the negative zone oh yeah or this guy has been <laughs> gone for decades but we want to use this character again well um, he was trapped in the negative zone
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah so
1: maybe dimension x can shrink turtles and it can send them back in time and that would explain like if the technodrome and all the soldiers go back there then that kind of closes some of these plot holes yeah. that I was having trouble there with there you go you know what would have really helped to sell that one screen of text <laughs> Couldn't have wasted one screen of text. No. Yeah. Well, I don't
0: know. I got nothing. At least, at least we've got some. They, yeah, they
1: fixed it. I feel they better, and <laughs> I actually can now erase that um, that thing from my what it did bad. One last thing for me on what this game does well, and I liked the bonus level. So Jordan,
0: what? One last thing on what this game for does me, well.
1: for me, Dan. For
0: there me. is a there is a gross oversight
1: in, in what this game does well for you but carry on okay I really liked the bonus levels in this. You don't have the bonus levels in the arcade version. And so in this one, they took a couple sections, specifically the like hoverboard and surfing sections mm-hmm. of the arcade game, and they turned them into like the little bonus levels that were shorter and a little bit different gameplay, but I kind of liked it. And it gives you a different aspect. It helps break up the side scrolling beam yeah. up that um, you're doing the rest of the game. And they actually took the the hoverboard level from the arcade version and and took it from a horizontally scrolling level and turned it to a vertical scrolling level Mm -hmm. and i thought that was really cool
0: yeah uh so the super nintendo version of this game gives you an extra life at 200 points yeah so in the super nintendo version the points actually have a point uh and so these bonus levels help you get the extra lives because you get to Fight some one hit foot soldiers. You get to these question mark pizza boxes, which kind of reveal your, uh, refill your health and give you points. And, um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a nice, it was a nice change of pace.
1: Yep. I enjoyed it. All right. Now, blast me. What did I miss? You did not bring up the
0: music in this game. We Jor- did the music we did it already. in the
1: arcade version. This for is Jordan. A, a worse
0: version of No, the arcade. it's not. it's a
1: better version of the arcade they're like what if we sacrifice half of the bit depth and then just add a bunch of bass that's what they did
0: the arcade version's music is good the super nintendo version's music is incredible
1: I don't understand. I need you to walk me through it because it just sounds like a lower fidelity, not as good. You lose some of the like nice bit depth on the synths and you don't get any of that like electric guitar shredding. And it's just, here's a bunch of, it's good 16 bit chip tune. It is good, but like it's, I don't see that it's better than the arcade version. Now, I think now are, you go and you slam me and I'll, no, I'll it's, accept it's, it. It's
0: fine. It's fine. I just expected you to, to have the point individually in the Super Nintendo version and you didn't but i actually the arcade version music i think is actually worse to me all right in my opinion that's fair um but just it is what it is but the soundtrack is so good i mean it's just so good i agree with you i agree with you i think that the boss music in this game is one of my favorite video game songs of all time
1: i will say we turned off the um, the game and started setting up to record and both of us were humming mm-hmm. different and beatboxing different mm-hmm. little lines from the game so it definitely yeah. sticks with you it's an earworm it's a good soundtrack mm-hmm. um, I would need to do some more side-by-side comparison to I just I just really like I love chiptune and I do like retro chiptune but I do really like modern chiptune that is mm-hmm. like where it's chiptune mixed in with like some real instrumentation and you get that in the arcade version. So it's probably just a matter of preference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or it's just the super Nintendo version. (laughs) I mean, all
1: right. I got one last point. Let's hear it. Uh,
0: this game does not overstay its welcome. Our playthrough is 27 minutes long.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you thought that was the good thing. I thought that was a good thing because like I
0: told you, I don't know how many dozens of times I've played through this game in my entire life. Um, Now, I'm going to give you probably some ammo against me for later on in the show, but this is probably my favorite Super Nintendo game of all time.
1: This is your favorite Super Nintendo game.
0: Yep. Yep. Surprise. Um, Interesting. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Dan, I- Don't you give me that look. All right.
0: Don't even. Don't even. All right. But with it being 27 minutes long, and I guess maybe you want to transition on this point. Yeah, I do. Um. I feel like that lends itself to being replayed over time over and over and
1: over again all right here's the thing and at this point before i hit this let's shift to what the game does poorly. for me I see this 27-minute playtime not as what it does well, but what it does poorly because you have the arcade version clocking in at 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. This version actually has more levels. Yeah. And it somehow manages to be a shorter experience. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to spend $60 of my early 90s money, which, remember, was is more like $120 with inflation, that's a lot of money, Dan, mm-hmm. for a 27-minute game. That you can play dozens of times. I I don't know. Like I like <laughs> beat-em-up games. I love beat-em-up games. Jordan, one I've of, played this game dozens of times. I understand for you, Dan. I'm trying to give an, a, a perspective of somebody who is not obsessed. I'm sitting in a room, and I have like 17,000 Ninja Turtles 17, staring 000. at me. 17,000.
0: I've never been... Count them, Jordan. Dan, one, Listen. two...
1: Three, pretty sure four, that Yoda five, counts as a Ninja Turtle. He's an six. honorary Ninja Turtle. And I see Shredder. There's a lot of Ninja Turtle apparel in here. Six Ninja Turtles saying. and a Shredder. <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, you might be a little bit biased. I love beat up games, and I like to play them. There's a lot of them. There's not like a ton of differences often, especially with retro beat-em-up games. Um, but the nice thing about there being so many of them is you can play a bunch of them and experience a new story and something different. This isn't a game that I want to play 15 times and get better at. It's like the thing with these games when I was younger was like the struggle to see the rest of the levels and to beat them. Now, this one has the the easy mode and the more it continues and stuff. And I feel like it's, it's easy and it's short, which doesn't lend itself to me being something that I want to replay a whole bunch of times. So from my perspective, Jordan, I absolutely
0: adore once a year playing Turtles in Time. That's that's great for you, and so it's like it. Whenever I come back to it, and it's not like oh, I want to play this twenty-seven minute game. Like it's not like games today where you play them every day,
1: and you want to keep coming back. Oh, wait, wait, time same out, thing. time out. Are you saying that you wouldn't absolutely adore playing this game once a year if it was an hour long, um, or forty minutes, forty minutes long, thirteen more minutes of high-quality content? I'm trying to think because like I played the arcade version, I don't know, three
0: months ago on my arcade one-up cabinet by myself, and I wasn't, like, gushing over it. Yeah. And when I played this today, it was like, oh, man, yes. And I played it for... I, I had to capture some footage, uh, I don't know, a month ago with it, so I played it for a few minutes, like, a month ago, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this game. And it just made me so happy. All right. Um, and so I like... The fact that it is like short and I can just get my fix, beat the whole game and then just be good for the year and then come back to it.
1: You know, I'll agree with you. I would rather have it be short and good than long and overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. So I would much rather have it end at about a half hour long and not overstay its welcome than be like some of the beat-em-up games that we've played where you are like into like an hour and fifteen minutes, and you're like, please just end. I don't want to punch or kick or jump anymore. Jordan, you
0: wouldn't rather have this game be two and a half hours long and have computers randomize the music?
1: Um, is that a <laughs> shots fired at Streets of Rage three? No, yeah, that's the thing. You're right. I I don't want this game to be Streets of Rage three. But I mean, if we're talking about a modern game, um, I would be disappointed in a. 27-minute runtime in a modern game.
0: All right. Agree to disagree. Uh, Well, in a modern game, you would have, uh, what is it? Fight and Rage is a a modern game that's a lot like this, but I think it is uh, a playthrough of that is more on the 40-minute side, and I think there's branching paths and different characters and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: which is what you'd get in a modern game. You'd also probably get new unlockable characters. You play Mm -hmm. through the first time, you beat it. Now you've unlocked Casey Jones. You play through it another time, you unlock another Ninja Turtles character. I can't think of any. (laughs) splinter you'd beat it with him you'd unlock i don't know april o'neill with Uh, a a boom box that she can hit people with (laughs) i would actually play that game uh konami call me yeah right if you ever start making good games again and stop making pachinko machines you mean nickelodeon call you nickelodeon owns the turtles now Mm -hmm. that's sad Mm -hmm. yeah well, no matter how good of a game they make, we'll never get that good soundtrack again.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what else do you have the game doesn't do well?
1: Um, this is just, I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. The voice acting compared to the arcade version, not great. You can tell it's just some random Konami developer. <laughs> they didn't bother trying to get like somebody that sounded like a California dude, like the typical Ninja <laughs> Turtle. Um, yeah. I just, the voice acting was bad.
0: Bury my shell, a wounded knee.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, you're running it through the Super Nintendo sample channel, so it's already not great. And then it just, they're like, they didn't really bother trying to hire an actor. It was the random guy who was in charge of putting those in, and he recorded himself.
0: Big Apple, 3 (laughs) a.m.
1: I mean, it's definitely memorable. Like, I was, like, browsing online just to see what people were saying about this game, and I found an entire Reddit thread of people just, like, saying the different voice lines from this game <laughs> so like they stick in your head when you have a few voice lines yeah yeah but yeah uh another thing that this game that i didn't like on the super Nintendo version was the shredder fight on the arcade version is significantly better they mm, took mm. um what was a fun and different shredder battle and they're like we took the super shredder battle from manhattan project and just did the exact same thing again <sighs> Jordan, that's I,
0: that's the Ninja Turtles game. They're like, what if we did the same
1: thing again? But I'm, so what I'm saying is they didn't. They had the arcade version that was different and I thought it was more fun. And then I just like, we played the Super Shredder battle and like, he's just warping through everything. And he was- like, it, it's really weird. It's like they flip-flopped. I didn't like the bosses in the arcade version because they were too difficult, and they were, And then you get to Shredder, and he's, like, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like flip-flop it. In the Super Nintendo version, all the bosses are pretty straightforward. I didn't really like Slash. He was a little bit too random and um, hard to pin down. But then you get to Shredder, and he's just, like, one of those um, bosses from the arcade version, and he, I don't know, I didn't like it. And just the fact that it was very similar to Shredder Battles and other console home ports that we'd already played.
0: Yeah, I also have I have Slash written down. It's what the game doesn't do well. He blocks, and he's got an annoying pattern. Um, I didn't really have a problem with Shredder. I think it's that Slash was the only one that really stu- stood out to me as like, I'm not having much fun. And I think that's because he can block. It's like, why can he block? Yeah. That
1: just feels annoying. You go and land a perfectly timed jump kick in as he's like moving diagonally across the screen. And not only does he block it, but he damages you. And it's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just I just did a good thing. Why am I getting hurt?
0: Yeah, and Finally. I feel like that's where the game starts to to get a little bit harder, just a little bit. Is that slash fight?
1: Yeah. All right, I got one more. last thing and this is something that i say about a lot of retro beat-em-up games and it's missing some of the things that you would have in a modern beat-em-up game that would make it feel like it has more depth and make it have more replayability and that is just it's lacking in the amount of pickups and interactive objects Mm. you have some barrels and some bomb things that you can kick and they explode you have Um, some fire hydrants but that's pretty much the extent of the interaction with the environment I love in beat-em-up games when there are lots of different environmental things to interact with where you can like pick up a phone booth and chuck it at a guy you can you know um, pick up some tires and chuck them at a guy or you can pick up a sledgehammer off the ground and beat up a guy like i want to see and it's something that you have in those live action turtles movies there's a lot of physical comedy where they'll use like stuff in the scene or they'll steal um, a foot soldier's nunchucks and they'll like i wanted to see more of that interaction you also mentioned like modern beat-up games have branching paths and just some of those like little things that this game is missing it mm. is definitely kind of stuck mm. in the early 90s and it's good don't get me wrong it's good but it's just lacking some of that polish that you'd have if this game came out today
0: i think um that's a pretty valid point but i also think that strengthens the argument of the really short play time yeah. of this game because with it being such a short game keeping it simple i feel like is kind of a strength And if it was longer then maybe you actually need some more of that to make it worth your time spent. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're right that in a a more modern context, you would have a lot more like, I don't know, like streets of rage four is a great example of some of the stuff that you would see in, you know, well, (laughs) I was going to say streets of rage four is a great example and stuff that you would see in a modern version of turtles in time. But, uh, in 2009 we got turtles in time reshelled and, um, You didn't see very much of the stuff that you see in Streets of Rage 4 in that
1: game. So I I guess
0: maybe you wouldn't get... A lot of modern
1: mm-hmm. upgrades. <laughs> I'm kinda interested to see. We got Street Rage 4, which we liked. And if you haven't heard our us uh, talk about that, you can go back to our bonus episode a couple months ago when we talked about Street Rage 4. But it definitely was missing some of like the story elements and the voice acting and stuff. I'm really excited to see um what happens with the new Battletoads game because it looks <laughs> like it addresses A lot of the problems that we had with Streets of Rage 4, especially like it has, it looks like it has a deep story. It looks like it has a lot of voice acting. Um, And I'm interested to see if with the success of Streets of Rage 4 and the new Battletoads game, if if it is good and if it does well. I mean, I'm guessing that we will probably cover it in some aspect down the line. I'm interested to see if that will spawn more modern beat 'em up games, and maybe we will get an updated turtles game that doesn't suck. Uh,
0: welcome to uh, the fiftieth episode of the podcast, where we said that we are excited
1: about a Battletoads game. That I do. <laughs> you know what? We've covered a bunch of Battletoads games. In one episode, we covered a bunch, and then we covered uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon. We didn't have great time with those games, <laughs> but I would like to remind you that we loved the idea of those games. We thought that there was a good idea there and they just didn't execute well. Now, <laughs> looking at the trailer, we're just going to have a trailer. It looks like they executed it well and I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. So we'll see. I might eat my words in a couple months when Yeah. We- when we play it. but um, oh, We're
0: absolutely covering that game. Yeah, and I'm sure... We're going to it w- cover
1: it as soon as we can. So, yeah, you can probably expect a, a similar bonus episode how we did with uh, Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. But I, I will say I'm cautiously optimistic not just for that game but for the success that might fuel more of these classic beat 'em up games mm-hmm. with these modern features that I love and want to see.
0: Yeah. I think um, Streets of Rage 4 was well-received. Yeah. And the Battletoads uh, remake looks promising um so i think that that does bode well for the beat-em-up genre and um maybe getting i don't know an awesome new version of final fight or maybe a great new turtles beat-em-up
1: or maybe super mario crashers
0: please i i can't even we we kind of we kind of put that out there a little bit
1: on social media a few weeks ago about um, how cool would it be to have, like, a Castle Crasher-style game featuring, like, the Mario universe. Mushroom Kingdom Crashers. Mushroom Kingdom Crashers. Oh, my goodness. It would be awesome. Behemoth, Nintendo, get together, make it happen. I you know. Cadence of Hyrule really gives me hope that and that could possibly be a thing. Mario Rabbid Kingdom battles. Like yep. Nintendo mm-hmm. is willing mm-hmm. to let good studios do yeah. interesting and different things with their IP. And yeah, I would love to see it. Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, Jordan, the only point that I had that this game didn't do well was slash.
1: <laughs> that's it. The rest was mine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. It's going to be interesting. Cause I was like sitting there like, what well, didn't this game do? Well, that one boss, is there anything else? I can't think of anything else. There's gotta be something else. No, I can't think of anything else. Really? One point. Yep. Just one point. All Guess right. that's it.
1: All right. Well then, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next segment, and we can kind of debrief that.
0: All right, Jordan, uh, what would you pay for the experience that you had with the arcade version of this game?
1: Ah. Uh, Like, are we talking about, like, buying the Arcade 1-Up Turtles cabinet? Is that what we're talking about? No, I think since it's an
0: arcade game, what would you be willing to pay to see Turtles in
1: Time all the way
0: through at an arcade?
1: Okay, so we kind of touched on that a little bit. Like, I theoretically spent $9.25, and I feel like if we went to an arcade and played through this like that would be on like the higher end of what I'd be willing to mm-hmm. pay, but I'm still below like one $10 bill. Yeah. Usually when I go to the arcade, I'm like putting a $20 bill in there. And so I could see me like blowing through half a cup of quarters on this, especially if it was only over the course of 40 minutes. Um, so like, I feel okay with saying $10 at an arcade in quarters. Now, like, it seems. (laughs) Not in dollars, just in quarters. In quarters, yeah. Because it it does seem like a little bit high. Like, I don't know if I would stand there for 40 minutes and play this. We would probably get distracted and end up at the Blitz machine. Uh, Right.
0: I feel like I would have to be there with. There might have to be four of us. It might have to be yeah. us and wives to stick this through for ten bucks a piece.
1: But I think that if there was four of us, I don't know if the game scales in difficulty or if maybe we would have used yeah. less money that way. I don't know. I'm not spending twenty bucks, me and my wife. No, no.
0: No, no, no. Even like nine dollars sounds high to me for i I'm a little bit weird when it comes to the arcade where I'm like, You kinda <laughs> I kinda become a little bit like you where I'm like well, that's a whole burrito or like Ooh. I could have a whole eShop download of whatever. No, you can't whatever. do that though.
1: You have to be like, we're, I'm going out, I'm having fun and I'm going to put a $20 bill on this machine and I'm probably going to go back and put another $20 bill in later. And it's like it's like the casino for me. Like I I have no desire to go to a casino. I went one time with my brothers and it was terrible and I lost all my money instantly and I only brought like forty bucks. I was like, I'm gonna play with forty bucks, and it was gone instantly. Yeah. And but like the arcade is so much more fun. I'll take forty bucks and you can play all night and it's oh, great. Oh man. And we have an arcade near us where you pay just an entry fee and every all the games are on free play, and that's the way to go. Find that a is free play arcade. Absolutely near you. the way to go. Um but if I had
0: to Show up at a Caesar land. Yeah. Caesar land. <laughs> keeping it Southeast Michigan. Back in the day, um, if I had to show up at a Caesar land. I feel like $5. I'd be tapped out on this unless I was with like people
1: that were like, we're beating this. And it was like a friend thing for sure. That ten dollars for me or nine twenty five is definitely predicated on it being like that would be my it was my first playthrough. I was playing Mm. it with you. Yeah, Um, it's you know we've been building up for two years to this point. So like you're right, if it's just a normal trip to the arcade, I'm not dropping ten bucks on it. And the great irony,
0: Jordan, is that my birthday present to myself last year was a four hundred dollar arcade one up cabinet.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm right there with you, man. So
0: two hundred dollars for Turtles in Time essentially is what I paid.
1: Yeah, Which and I guess isn't so bad. And actually. then we played the arcade game, and then you know I had wanted an arcade machine for a long time, but I played yours and I was like, "This is sweet." Mm-hmm. And then for my birthday, um, I went and spent like five hundred and fifty bucks on the limited edition oh, Marvel arcade one-up yeah. cabinet. And I, would I love, love it. that
0: NBA Jam cabinet, but it's just like, oh, I yeah. don't know, you're very expensive.
1: Man, it's, they're really cool. If you are an adult with some disposable income and room in your house to put one, um, they are very cool.
0: Well, that's one of the nice things is you don't actually need like a ton of room. You can fit them in a pretty small corner.
1: Yeah. We have ours in our guest bedroom, um, which instantly became the coolest room in the house. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah, five bucks, uh, this cabinet 400 bucks you get, uh, you get. The original arcade game,
1: Turtles in Time, I think, is that worth it or worthless? I'm f- For me, like, it's not worth it to me, just yeah. because it's, there's not, I'm not a huge Turtles guy. There's not the amount of replayability for me in two beat em up games. I really wish with that four player deck that they have on there that they would have gone the two Ninja Turtles games, the X Men game, Simpsons, yeah. like put more of those four player, yeah. I know that X Men is six players, but there is a four player version of it put more of them on there. And you've seen that with some of their other cabinets where they've put mm-hmm. um, three, four, six, even one of them has 12 games on it. And so it just feels like with just the two Turtles games, it's, unless you're a huge Turtles fan, and I know you can find them for cheaper now too. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you see one out in the wild at Walmart or something for 200 bucks, like go for it.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I feel about this now that the, the novelty and the newness has worn off. And now it's like, oh, I actually own those games that were so vital to me as a child where i was just desperate to you know own them and i'm trying to think of if i didn't own this cabinet and you owned it and i had been over your house several times and played it what i would pay for it and i think yeah two to three hundred dollars probably a a pretty good price uh just for the whole arcade experience for these two games 400 might be a little bit on the high side but um i would say if you're passionate about these games and you're you know out and about yeah two two fifty it's good, probably worth it.
1: It's a good first entry for your man cave arcade, and we just got to yeah. give you that Heavy Barrel machine now. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, fortunately, there's a, a switch port of the arcade version of Heavy Barrel. There you go. So I have my Heavy Barrel fix when I need it. All right. What about the Super Nintendo version? All right. So what would you pay for your experience with the Super Nintendo version?
1: Um, I actually feel like I had less fun with the Super Nintendo version. Which how is how is that even I don't possible? Know. I don't know, probably cuz it was like we played them back to back and I had just played it on the arcade version. Um I don't know. Like I feel like for the Super Nintendo version, I would well, I don't know. Like definitely not more than $10. I I feel like it's probably worth the same amount as the arcade version, which is still high for you. It is high for me. Like I I know that it's like a more rare game. I don't know what what it goes for. I know it's a more rare game, so that's like that's affecting me. Like, I feel like this is an expensive game. So if I saw one, I would buy it just so I, you know, so I could sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of
0: if I know anybody who is, uh, wrong as often as you are.
1: Probably not. Like, um, <laughs> I have that exclusive superpower of just being very confident in my wrong opinion. <laughs>
0: Especially because I had like the complete opposite. And like I said, I've played this game dozens of times. It's my favorite Super Nintendo game. It's almost uh, like video
1: games are a subjective art form.
0: Almost. You, you, one might think. Yeah.
1: You could certainly have a discussion about now, that. Now, there are some objectively bad games out there. Streets of Rage 3, for example.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I
0: feel like Streets of Rage 3 may transmute itself into a decent game with the mute button. And if the console had one of those nice old school timers that you had at like Toys R Us where the game cut itself off after like a few minutes so you couldn't stay and play all day. Maybe, you know, built in reset button. Anyway,
1: anyway <laughs> what is this game worth to you? I'm sure you're going to say like $30. Oh No, man. you're going to say something more ridiculous. You're going to say like $50, aren't you? I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can't say what this game is worth to me. I have no idea.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot, um, so okay, man. What do you think this game's going for on eBay, Jordan? Wait, 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 wait. We can wait, go wait, from wait, there. Wait, wait. We can time go out. From, time we, out. We can go from there, Jordan. Let's. We got We got to talk about this worth it or worthless thing before. Okay, before I think I can, I can.
1: I feel like it's gonna be like one of those like sixty dollars games. Yeah. So whatever it's going for, you are gonna say a dollar more. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. What do you think this is going for on eBay? Sixty-seven dollars.
0: No. No, it's not quite that bad, okay, so according to eBay right now, it's trending at fifty dollars. Okay. according to price charting, it's trending at forty five dollars. All right, so so uh, as i as I was doing my research today and going, "Am I really is this forty five dollars? Am I saying worth it i'm forty five dollar game
1: that's uh, that's five trips to the burrito store. Yeah. And where does the burrito store get you? A full belly and a happy
0: mind. And the toilet? You're just throwing five dollars into your toilet. No, stop. Dan, that is sustenance,
1: (laughs) nourishment.
0: I would rather uh, get something that is half the price of a trip. To this burrito is the thing. Store Listen and stash aside forty-five
1: dollars. No, this for is time. This game is worth it. This game brought you twenty-seven minutes of enjoyment. A burrito easily brings me twelve hours of enjoyment.
0: Now twenty-seven. Okay, what is twenty-seven minutes times like three dozen playthroughs?
1: I don't know. Don't make me do that. That's like this eighteen is twice- hours.
0: That's let's just call it eighteen hours. Whatever. I've played this game for eighteen hours <laughs> over the course of my life. Let's just say. Uh $45 for an 18 hour game is not unreasonable, Jordan. It's not unreasonable. No, Dan, don't just... You got to play the long game on this one, but not literally. You, don't you, need... you have to look at it from a long-term perspective. You don't need to justify. It. I know it's that a, you're going to say. It's a marathon
1: of sprints. How much is it worth to you? I know you're going to say worth it no matter what.
0: It to 45 is worth it. What would I pay? What is what's the maximum that I would pay? That I can't say that out loud. Um No, I want to hear it. The, I can't. I, I want to hear I, it. I can't. I, I can't, want to Jordan. hear it. It, it. The number that just popped into my gut. Yeah, it, and it's. I could be wrong. I could change tomorrow. The number that just popped into my gut was seventy dollars. Ugh. I know. And okay. N- nostalgia glasses free. Um, because that's got to be nostalgia glasses, right? Yeah. It has to be. If I had no love, no previous history with this game, I feel like it would fall more into the $30
1: range. I don't, man. It's just so hard. Maybe. I don't know. I can't do it with this one, Jordan. I'm losing it. There's so many good beat em ups out there that are cheaper. Every game in the Capcom beat em up collection is a superior game. Stop it. It's true. They're all newer, more advanced, with uh, like leveling up aspects to them Mm. and branching paths and lots Mm -mm. of pickups and more replayability. Less name. Like, if you took any of those games and put Ninja Turtles in them, like, say, um, Captain Commando was a Ninja Turtles game, you would love it. You would think it was the greatest Turtles beat-em-up game. (laughs) And you know I'm right. If you took Knights of the Round and it was... Uh, video game adaptation of the movie Ninja Turtles 3 and now they're samurais, <laughs> you would love it. <sighs> and you know I'm right. But it's the Ninja Turtles that you love and it's okay because licensed IP does make a game better.
0: It's funny that you always rag on me for how much I love Ninja Turtles because I don't like really think about Ninja Turtles that often. I like the Ninja Turtles and they were they are a very important piece of nostalgia in my history but I'm not like... No, yeah.
1: Thinking about them that often, surprising no, you've only dressed up as a Ninja Turtle Stop nineteen it. years for Halloween. Stop it. <laughs> no, I know that you're not like obsessed, but like obviously you like them. I'm just looking yeah. around the room, and there's about fourteen dozen Ninja Turtles. Fourteen
0: in here. dozen. I counted six earlier, and then I missed my VHS up
1: there. So, if you think about it, every frame of that VHS tape has a Ninja Turtle on it. <laughs> Stop. There are thirty turtles but it's covered
0: it's covered up jordan in a nice slip case all right anyway anyway you're
1: gonna say worth it i'm gonna say worthless of course you are because i yeah i just can't i mean so i'm assuming you're thinking 50 dollars in the Pal region is worthless as well yeah of course even with their weird money <laughs> all right you ready to move on uh i don't know
0: <laughs> we're still gonna be
1: talking about turtles in time we got some turtles in time trivia all right Our first question comes from Josepe Elba, and he asks, what is the name of the first stage in Turtles in Time? The first stage. Is it called A, Big Apple 3 a.m., B, New York City, C, Let's Go Turtles, or D, Alley Cat Blues? It's
0: Big Apple 3 a.m.
1: Big Apple, three
0: a.m. <laughs>
1: yes, New York City is the first level from Hyperstone Heist. Let's Go Turtles is the first level from Manhattan Project, and Alley Cat Blues is the second stage from Turtles in
0: Time. Mm, mm, mm.
1: All right, our second question comes from at Aldo Pink eighty nine on Instagram, and he asks: the arcade version of Turtles in Time features a song from Coming Out of Their Shells, which is Pizza uh, Power. Wow. Just like that. Flying Saucers of Delight. It's just the arcade version. Pizza that power. Pizza power. It's what makes us feel all right. You don't even need the, the other answers. <laughs> April's Ballad, <laughs> <laughs> Tubin, <laughs> No Treaties.
0: Now, I told you earlier while we were playing, I had no idea this was a trivia question, but like I found out today that you could actually listen to the Coming Out of Their Shells tour album on Spotify
1: but what's the like appeal of it because it doesn't even sound like the Ninja Turtles it's just it is absolute hot garbage yeah it's bad yeah I would be interested now I heard that they actually filmed it so this coming out of their also shows, hot garbage Coming out of their shells <laughs> was like alive on stage. Yep, with the Ninja Turtles from the the movies, like the guys in the suits. And yeah, dressed
0: they, up in like rock and roll attire. It's yeah, terrible. It's and terrible. Then,
1: and then like Shredder comes out, mm-hmm. and um, they did the they did the show. I think it was in New York, and they filmed it. And it was actually a lot different than the show that ended up going on the road because they couldn't afford, like, all the extras and stuff. So every time that, like, the foot soldiers were supposed to come out, um, they did that in the New York version that they filmed. But then, I guess, everywhere else in the country, the Turtles just danced around and sang their lines. And they would be, like, supposed to be fighting bad guys, and they'd be, like, doing, like, their quips, but there wouldn't be any bad guys. Mm, mm, Yeah. So it only got worse from the VHS tape.
0: If you want a good analog to the uh, Coming Out of Their Shells tour, just uh think about the Star Wars holiday special and you'll be right about there. It's that bad? It's that bad.
1: Oh man, now I kinda wanna pretty check that sure.
0: Out. Yeah, the last time I was like, What is why what is why am
1: I watching this? Well, congratulations, Stan. Stop. Thank you. You uh stumped or not stumped, you didn't get stumped by Josepe or Aldo, but since we featured their trivia on the show, we'll be sending them something in the mail. And if you want to send us something, uh some trivia, maybe we will feature on the show and we will um, send you something in the mail.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Jordan, are you ready to move on to our bounty segment? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Uh, it is, Pokemon Month is finally over as we are recording this episode. Uh, so we have uh, a Pokemonth winner for
1: July. Yes. Our winner is Thomas Cornelius. Yeah. He... Which is not only an incredible name, but he also had <laughs> an incredible entry.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he sent us uh, a really nice in-depth message uh, about what Pokemon meant to him. Yeah, and it <laughs> it was heartwarming. It made me so happy. I was like, "This is amazing." I'm i <laughs> I love how much Pokemon meant to him.
1: I so, want to let you guys know that like, if you write a long heartwarming thing, you don't get any extra entries. We no. still had Siri randomly pick. A number um, and then we used that number to pick a name off of a spreadsheet but we both um, visibly cheered when Thomas Cornelius <laughs> won because he wrote us this incredible thing so we we asked what was his favorite Pokemon game we asked all of you that and it was really interesting the first 10 entries that came in each had a different Pokemon game Wow, which was amazing it was blue, snap, heart gold, pinball, fire red, go sword and shield, emerald, yellow and then it wasn't until the 11th one that we got another person saying yellow yeah um thomas cornelius's f- favorite game was pokemon red yeah which is a great one you know keeping it old school yeah yeah congratulations thomas and his favorite pokemon was squirtle mm-hmm. which seems kind of wrong to have red be your favorite and then pick oh, squirtle but stop. whatever stop it. so thomas congrats we will send you your giant pokemon prize pack yeah all right Now on to this month's bounty.
0: Yeah, our August bounty, where we are kind of celebrating two years of the show and two years of um, not beating games with the Retron 5, but uh, seeing seeing games through with the Retron 5.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Good clarification. (laughs) So we are giving Ray a Retron 5 this month, and our bounty is going to be... Uh, just let us know what your favorite episode of the podcast is, which can mean like none of my f- episodes, none of the, I don't like any of the episodes, but I like the game that you covered. There you go. Um, which is or, kind of a jerk move if well, you are you know, listening
1: to like whatever.
0: <laughs> whatever. Maybe you love Streets of Rage 3.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you could say that. That's true. I mean, maybe you love that episode because you disagreed <laughs> with us so much and you're just a contrary person.
0: Uh,
1: yeah Um,
0: so let us know if you know what you either your favorite game that we've covered or your favorite episode of the podcast and you can also get a bonus entry if you leave us a review take a screenshot and send it to us that also applies if you've already left us a review just go ahead and take a screenshot send that to us and you will get a bonus entry uh, in this month's drawing for that Retron 5
1: yes just send us a message on Twitter or Instagram our handle is at w i o w podcast. Um, That's the initials of Worth It or Worthless podcast. (laughs) And if you're like, what the heck is a Retron 5? A Retron 5 is an awesome little system that can play Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, Famicom, Super Famicom. It can play all of the games in one little console and Mm -hmm. it upscales it beautifully for your flat screen TV and we love it.
0: Yeah, you got save states, you got cheats if you load them on the SD card. It's also got an attachment that you can buy for Master System and Game Gear and stuff like that. And yeah. you can use all your original controllers and you can play Sega Genesis with a Super Nintendo controller. And yeah. Like it's a whole it's a
1: whole nice thing. We like it quite a lot. You can play all of those beautiful cartridges without having to clutter up your space with 15 different consoles. Well, just five, <laughs> I guess, but still.
0: All uh, right. Real quick, I would like to touch on uh, the YouTube channel. We're yes. Trying, we're trying to make some more interesting YouTube... Uh, content by the time you're hearing this we should have a review up of the double dragon kunio kun retro brawler bundle
1: (laughs) wow that's a mouthful
0: yeah um so hopefully you can go check that out if you like it you can subscribe we're trying to do some like non-podcast stuff necessarily over there some shorter form stuff so uh check it out let us know what you think and uh hopefully you enjoy that
1: Yes, it's really great. I had a chance to preview what Dan's been working on. And if you are a fan of River City Rampage or Double Dragon. River City Rampage. Whatever it's called. Ransom? <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> yes, River I City don't know. Ransom. Or Crashing the Boys, which we've all covered on the show. You can check it out because I think it's a really cool bundle. And yeah. the video is a really interesting way to figure out is this thing actually worth buying mm-hmm, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, the next episode. Next.
0: Episode 51. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3.
1: Tony Hawk Pro
0: Skater 3. We're finally doing it. Nice. I'm excited. So this is interesting now that you're probably going to use this as ammo. Uh, Probably my favorite PS2 game.
1: Dude, what the heck? You can't just
0: go throwing around favorites. I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. All right. Also, there is a Tony Hawk Pro Skater documentary that comes out the day that this episode comes out, August 18th. Ooh. So as part of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 episode, we are going to cover- uh, pretending I'm a Superman, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater documentary. Oh, nice! And uh, they took
1: the name from the song. That was clever.
0: Y- yeah, yeah. It's actually going to be uh, an interesting September. We're getting Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remastered. Yep. Which I'm very excited for. Which is mind blowing after listening to those two episodes. I well, that's going to be an interesting conversation for later because I've actually been playing some, some Tony Hawk by myself and I'm like, huh, this is more fun.
1: Interesting. So you just don't like playing games with me? Understood.
0: We're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to play Tony Hawk Three a little different than we've played Tony Hawk One and Two. All right. But that's beside the point. Uh, September is going to be extreme sports. Timber.
1: Ooh, um, I love the puns. It's a it's a stretch, which makes it even better.
0: Yeah. So uh, the episodes in September are going to be extreme without an E. Excuse me, extreme. Oh, I like it. Very 90s. Yes, we got to take it back. (laughs) Uh, So hopefully you guys enjoy everything that we're going to touch on in September. And uh, yeah. Jordan, do you have anything else before we close out this episode with our very unique music segment?
1: I do not have anything else, but I am excited because we've got something special for you guys.
0: All right, guys. To close out the show, it is going to be a, a celebration of the last two years of the podcast. I've thrown together a few tracks. All of these guys are on the Game Chops label. Some of them might be familiar to you. The Hellent, Time Dust, and Mikkel. Uh It's it's a, a three song montage of clips of the show over the last two years. Um, it's a little bit lengthy, so get comfortable. And I hope you really enjoy, uh, listening to where we've been for the last two years. Cause it, uh, it was, it was, uh, an interesting ride digging through these old episodes, looking for clips for this, this montage. Cause, uh, Jordan, we've been some places.
1: We have. This is going to be a nice little ride for you. For so th- for those of you who have heard our whole back catalog, you will be given a little ride of some of our highest highs and lowest lows. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who maybe this is your very first episode, you can get a small taste of what you're missing out and maybe why you should <laughs> go back and binge listen through all of the ridiculous things that we've had to say about these retro games. We'll throw air quotes around missing out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're like, I don't really want to go back and listen to 49 other episodes. Well, here you go. You can get 49 episodes worth of content jammed into like 13 minutes.
0: Yeah. I feel like if you are new to this show, you can get a, a pretty decent idea
1: of uh, what the show is about with this montage. It also just features, uh, features some of the most true statements that I've ever said. <laughs> of course. Of course. All
0: right. I think that that is going to wrap it up. I think so, too. Enjoy. Guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Um, the past two years doing the show have been amazing, and this is one of my favorite things. So I just want to really say we appreciate you all, and uh, I look forward to the next two years. Here's to 50 more. Bye. Welcome to Worth It or Worthless a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. Our Dan joined us always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today?
1: The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyper Stone Heist. Jordan, what did we get into today? Heavy Barrel! Right, yeah, we did. I don't think you can just say the name of it because right. you gotta yell it.
0: Jordan, what do we get into today? NFL Blitz. Jordan, what do we get into today?
1: Today we played Snow Brothers by Capcom for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's fun. I'm not sure. I I feel like I need for us to talk this out to decide what I feel about it cuz I'm really unsure about this whole th- this whole Snow Brothers thing.
0: Jordan, what did we get into today? Super
1: Probotector Alien Rebels Rampage World Tour for the Nintendo 64 Battletoads. People have this fondness
0: for Battletoads. Yeah. But that just means they haven't played it in 20 years. We made it to the fifth level. We only died 300 times
1: getting there. This is a first for Worth It or Worthless because yeah. up till now, we have beaten. Every game yes. that we've we've uh, talked about.
0: And A quote-unquote beat. I mean, Jordan, you can't really say you beat it.
1: Oh, no. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Batman Forever, the arcade game on the PlayStation. Yeah, how was it? That was one of the most insane video games I've ever played.
0: Jordan, what did we get into today? We played Space Jam
1: for the PlayStation.
0: What, what, do you, uh, what do you think people are paying for this game on eBay? What do you think it's trending for? Oh man, I really hope there aren't people out there buying this game. <laughs> <laughs> just, just full stop. I hope nobody's buying this game.
1: Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Wave Race for the Nintendo 64. Batman Returns for the NES. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Sunset Riders, Streets of Rage number three for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, did you like it? I don't think I've ever heard <laughs> worse video game music than this game. I like it blows my mind yeah. how bad the video game music is in this game. It, it's so incredibly yeah. bad.
0: So what? What do you? What would you pay for this experience that Man, you just had? <laughs> uh,
1: I I don't know that I I wouldn't. Jordan, what do we get into today? life force teenage mutant ninja turtles the manhattan project he doesn't really ever seem to have a purpose for what he's doing uh he met a interdimensional space alien krang who gives him all of this technology and it's like man shredder if you just took all of this technology and did something productive with it like you could become like the richest man in the world and like you could have power like just through like the you know through capitalism and commerce and like but instead instead he makes like an infinite uh army of robot ninjas and creates something to levitate new york out of the ocean like what's the point shredder where what are you doing it's so confusing
0: he can't beat these four teenage turtles when he has he has the power to banish them back in time and like turtles in time just by like showing up as a hologram he like banishes them Jordan, what do we get into today?
1: Today we played Mutant League Hockey, WWF, No Mercy, Captain America, and The Avengers. I actually don't know the name of it. It's called Battletoads, Double Dragon,
0: The Ultimate Team. So the first thing that I have written down that the game uh, does well is it has a, a level skip slash 10, <laughs> 10 lives cheat. The very best part about this game is that you can skip parts of it. So do you just want to jump into what the game did well? Yeah, let's
1: jump right in. All right. It's an hour of solid run and gun action and fun. It's just a good, solid game you can blame any of your own (laughs) bad play on the rubber banding. And then even if the computer never even kicked in, you can feel better inside by being like, well, I'm not really that bad. It was just the computer helping out my opponent who's terrible.
0: This has the classic uh, tick-chick and pow sound effects that show up on guys when you hit them.
1: Yeah. That's basically the story. Crash and the Boys. They keep winning every track meet and so you get this opening cut scene where this guy comes in and he's complaining to his dad who's in like this penthouse of an office skyrise, <laughs> and the dad like disowns the son and he's like i can't have a son who's a loser and then he's like give me one more chance i'm gonna i'm gonna put together this street event and we're gonna have these five things and they give, him, they give him the best athletes from the company of 900,000 employees, yeah. <laughs> and he puts together the team. That's why you keep losing. That's right. why you keep losing to this team, because they're the best out of almost a million people. <laughs> and that's like the story. And it, it's really cool like that you get a story in this simple sports game it's on really, the NES.
0: It's really cool that these high schoolers are trying to murder each other in sports events.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, one of the games is literally drown the opponent. <laughs> But he's got a daughter, Jessica, and her beauty is just the shining beacon of hope for the entire city. Literally. (laughs) Literally. That is what the game says, that that her beauty is just this thing that the whole city radiates towards. And they they get their hope from her. And she's been kidnapped by the Mad Gear Gang. And now the mayor, (laughs) who is also a wrestler, is going to team up with Cody and Guy. And they are going to go and fight the whole gang and bring her back. One of my favorite things about this game, Whiz pig Yeah, Whizpig, uh, you know, just a classic from Diddy future, character.
0: From Future Funland, his, his planet, Future Funland.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> Shredder shrinks down the Statue of Liberty and puts it in his bedroom, I think, maybe, his lair, and he's going to keep it. Just to show you how evil he is, he has stolen the Statue of Liberty and shrunk it down to trinket size and
0: so it's cool to like we get to play as
1: batman and robin like there's something about that yeah i mean i like like the little kid in me likes playing as batman and robin anytime you get to immerse yourself into (laughs) you know you take something from one part of culture or one part of your life and then you get to pull it over to another area it's always fun let's move on to what this game didn't do so well
0: according to the manual he's named brownie because of his warm
1: personality do you think they mean that like brownies like the food that are warm and yes like i, I do think <laughs> that that is why they called him brownie i don't it's kind of weird <laughs> it doesn't make any sense it doesn't you know, he as a character doesn't really make sense in this game but we can touch more on that a little bit later i think Adam Sandler's like, I got this, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Those are words that no studio president ever wants to hear coming out of Adam Sandler's mouth. The guy says,
0: read the book. Get the pass. Get the pass. Yeah, the pass. Which like, is a, oh.
1: apparently get the pass, which it's an NES sample channel, so you can't really tell what he's saying. But it yeah. says it over and over and over and over again.
0: This is a weird
1: game. It is. It's that's, a very different beat-em-up than a lot of the ones we've played.
0: And now that you mention, like the motorbike level, I feel like that's another like mark in the column of this game being more unique as a beat-em-up. <laughs> there
1: was no motorbike
0: level? Yeah. It, you're, it's, every level is just walking to the right and beating guys up. Yep. You don't get that too often in these games.
1: <laughs> we didn't have a surfing level. We were never on boats in a river. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: There's like some kind of
1: almost every level has a pizza hut like nice piece of pixel art yeah poster or simple. and they're there's they're different they're, <laughs> they didn't just take one and like slap it in there a bunch there's like different pizza hut logos and billboards and signs and like they could have called it a life saver <laughs> like literally the easiest pun ever life saver why did they not do that Maybe they thought of that and they just got, got a look from somebody that was like,
0: no, we're not doing that. Oh, yeah. Let's just go with health swords instead because that's so much better. And so here we are the fourth time trying to, you know, yeah. do this Goldeneye episode. And I I don't know if it I can neither confirm nor deny whether it was Goldeneye's fault that I had to puke while I was playing it. What's
1: good about Sonic? Sonic 2 specifically. One of life's um.
0: great questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who in the world puts a spiky roof anywhere? Like, it doesn't make sense. Jordan, that's where you're wrong. Ridley
0: is a space pirate. Mother Brain is a space pirate. All of the Ridley bosses, is a
1: dragon. All of the bosses or-
0: are space pirates.
1: <laughs> okay, that's a... A very loose definition of space pirate. That is not what I'm uh, expecting. A, like a, a pterodactyl and a <laughs> dinosaur brain thing and a really fat uh, lizard.
0: All right, Jordan, what would you pay for the experience you just had?
1: If I saw this, <laughs> I feel like if I had like 50 cents in my pocket and saw this somewhere, like I could I'd drop 50 cents or a dollar on this. So I would maybe spend like four bucks. I would probably go 25 cents for two of them. So like 12 and a half cents for one. Oh man. Cause like if this popped up on the switch eShop, I could <laughs> legitimately see myself spending like nine 99. I had, there's a bunch of other better beat em ups out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I'd pay for this game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm leaning hard on my, uh, tried and true two dollars on this one uh, okay i'm gonna have to i'm gonna, I'm gonna t- approach this from a new direction if i was playing this and this was like an arcade version and i was putting quarters in like i could see myself uh, you know we're there the two of us were trying to beat this game like i would cut myself off after uh a five dollar bill's worth of quarters i would drop like seven or eight dollars on that soundtrack yeah but i see i would be like two dollars on the i saw this game uh, like at a thrift store um for oh like 12 bucks or less like i would pick it up wow jordan you're becoming the yeah. collector
0: in this relationship
1: yeah i'm i'm uh, becoming the delusional retro game guy
0: yeah because i'm coming in at like six bucks on this one so all right worth it or worthless
1: uh, for me i'm i'm saying worthless you got to be kidding me. Dan, I was I said $2 is what I was 10 interested bucks, in. That, Jordan. That's 5 times what I said I wanted to pay for it.
0: I feel like I don't ever want to play this game again. <laughs> <laughs> and it should be easy. You should be able to say, it "Worthless." It's but it's just such a small, it's like a few dollars and it's like, "Well,
1: well, well is that's it just really the, that's the hoarder in you. I know you like to call it the collector in you, but that's the hoarder in you."
0: Well, well, it's just like, no, it's a Star Wars fan to me, is what yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, I just like, yeah, I, I, I like having things in my collection not because they're good all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or just because, like, oh, this is like a piece of Star Wars history. So, yeah. yep, gotta say, worthless on this one. Yep, I agree. Uh, $17 loose.
1: Oh, goodness. This um, is the worthless
0: easy this is easy next ten dollars that's worth it thank you so much for listening we will see you in the next one see ya bye